It's Sunday Social with Vaughn Davis on Radio Live. Welcome to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis. This is show number 173 of, of the best possible place, the best possible place to be on a Sunday night if you don't like, uh, you know, reality TV shows about building. And if you are looking for a little bit of love, well, you know what? You know what? I've got an app for you. No, it's not one of those grotty dating apps or hookup things. It's something a whole lot more 21st century and very, very interesting. That's in the second half. As always, I'd love you to be part of the show. Text me 3920 keyword live that'll pop up right here in front of me. You can tweet me at Vaughan Davis because we've got a heck of a lot to talk about tonight as well as the uh, the app for the uh, for the love lawn. We've got uh, we, we've got an app for people who are pretty much loved up. I have got an app. I kid you not. I have got an app for you if you're a woman that is as effective. Now believe this. This is hard to believe, but believe it. As effective as the contraceptive pill. That's coming up in the second half. And what would you do for free? Wi-Fi. Well, we're going to find out tonight what some people would do. First, though. It's been one heck of a rainy weekend all over the country, and you know, one, one thing that uh, one thing that I certainly wasn't doing, although uh, you know, regular regular Sunday social panelist Simone McCallum might have, because she's a mad keen one of these. One thing I wasn't doing was running. But back when I used to do a lot of running, back when I used to do a lot of running, one of the ways of easing the tedium of the long, long kilometres was listening to music, which was good up to a point. But the problem was. I had a player, I had lots of music, but the bloody earphones kept popping out and the, 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 the cables kept catching on my sleeve. It was just a schmozzle. So actually that's why I stopped running. That's why I stopped running. So there's a problem here to be solved. And the good news is, and this is almost impossible to believe, a New Zealand company has come up with a high-tech hardware solution to the problem. It's called Earshot. Its founder, James Bell Booth, joins me now. James, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Vaughan. Great to be here. So I've got I've got one of these suckers sitting on the uh, on the um, desk in front of me. I guess that's the left ear one. You need that's why you, you just gave me one because I can't steal one. It's no use to me, is it? That, 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 that's your cunning plan. Exactly. So Earshot. Earshot, tell me what it is. What have I got here? So what you've got there is one of our uh, action headphones. So... Earshot was really founded, as you said at the start, you know, for those who are out running and um, uh, myself, I've done a lot of trail running and uh, we got started because, we you know, with a standard set of headphones, you can be out and about running for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and sure they'll stick in, but when you're trying to hit 20Ks, 30Ks out on the trail, uh, eventually the, a lot of the, the headphones become a distraction. And so whether it's they're not fitting in or they're not um, sitting on properly and when you're exhausted, you need a set of headphones that you can put on and completely forget that you're wearing, just like a watch. So two little magic... Well, there's many magical things about these um, Earshot uh, headphones, but the the two things that are instantly noticeable is firstly 
no wires. Well, that's yeah, you're not the first people in the world yep. to do no wires. But secondly, the way they actually attach to your ears is rather special. Yep. So we developed uh, what we call the magnetic shock lock system. So we have two magnets inside the each earbud. Uh, one, of, one is in the earbud and one is in the hook that sits around the back of the ear. And essentially what those do is they clip in. Um, so when you put the earbud in and you put the thing behind your ear, it clips in. And the way that it clips in uh, essentially holds the earbud to your ear in a way that you feels like it's not even there. That's, it's going, I was playing with it before. I mean, it's going nowhere. You know, if I, was, yeah. if I were the sort of person who does headstands, and I am not, uh, or trampolining. Well, I, I, did, I did an entire interview um, a, a few shows ago on a trampoline. I could have been wearing, I could have been wearing the earshots on a trampoline quite happily, yep. and they would, they would have, they would have stayed in place. And that's exactly what we've done, as we've tested it. We've taken them everywhere: trampolines, handstands, anything that you want to do, uh, throwing your body around. That's what those those little babies have, have done. So, so there you were, there you were, out for your run. Your, your standard old earphones were giving you grief, and this is this is the bit of the uh, infomercial that's in black and white, right? Why put up with old-fashioned headphones? How, how did you make the leap from, you know, being vaguely grumpy about it to, to actually doing something and having something, on, you know, well on the way towards production? Because I'd just do an angry tweet. That's about as far as I'd get. Yeah, it's, um, I guess just I came home from a run one day and just decided uh, I'm going to give this a crack, you know, because I'm tired of this and I'm tired of the distractions. So um, I did my first trip down to J-Car and bought a bag of magnets and uh, started attaching magnets to my ears. So, so, so that, was, that was your idea from the very beginning. It's going to be magnets. Yep. It's going to be magnets. Yep. So can you buy a bag of magnets at J-Car? Who knew? Yep. Well, I, didn't, knew? I didn't know at the time. I just had to try something. So we, uh, we got a little bag of square magnets and they didn't work at all. Um, but I was just determined. And, it, you know, it's, it's three years of determination that um, we've now finally cracked it. One of the reasons you have cracks, I guess, is because the magnets that we grew up with and the magnets our parents grew up with were big and um, heavy and not very powerful. But yep. ma- magnet technology's changed in the last 10, 20 years, hasn't it? It has, yep. yep. So, so there are lots of different types of magnets and uh, the, definitely we've been able to benefit from the evolution in, in that magnetic technology yep. um, because we have very small, very powerful magnets inside um, the headphones. So the the prototype, I guess it's a prototype, a production prototype. I've got yep. it here in front of me. looks looks pretty advanced yep. and looks like what I you know what I might buy in the shop. But it, but it didn't sort of fall from the sky, fully formed like this, did it? No, it did not. It's uh, as I was uh, in some of our material and as I was showing you before, we've probably been through easily a thousand different prototypes. Um, and it's just been a constant process of refinement. Did you say a thousand? Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. A thousand? Yep. And we've gone everything from hand-moulded plastic uh, that you can, again, buy at the, uh, at the hobby shop um, through to 3D printing. So we've used every kind of uh, tool that's available to anyone on the street. Um, to do the prototyping. So if I'm, if I'm sounding a bit incredulous setting aside that 1,000 prototypes yep. figure, wh- one of the reasons is that, mm, rockets aside, we don't make things here. We, we make software, don't we, and, and, and cows. We, we don't have a great legacy in New Zealand of going, oh, here's a problem, I'm going to solve it by making something. Yeah, I think... I well, think, not recently, anyway. No, I, just, look, I think that definitely software just has more mind share for, for innovation in, in New Zealand. But if you look at 
I think there's been a bit of a renaissance. Um, you know, if you look at uh, companies like Rocket Lab, um, you know, they're really leading the way. I mean, it's a completely physical, a lot of technology behind that, but a physical product yeah. um, that they've developed. And, you know, there are other pioneering hardware companies like Fisher & Paykel and Gallagher's and True. things like that. True. Um, so, but definitely most innovation has been associated with software. Um, but there's actually a lot to be gained, I think, from New Zealand uh, still backing their skills in, in hardware. So is there a, a, an ecosystem? Are there people around that if I've got a great idea to, I don't know, make a better ballpoint pen, are there people I can hook up with and they'll go, you know what you need? You need some plastic, you need a spring, you need this, you need that, and, and it'll all come together? Or are you very much on your own? Oh, look, there's definitely um, uh, lots of people out there. You know, like you can find an industrial designer, someone who, you know, designs physical products. Um, but, but my lesson has been through this journey that if you've got a vision for how something should work, then you're probably the best person to figure it out. And, and I've learned that the hard way by spending uh, hard-earned dollars on... Um, uh, on outsourcing things. So let, let's go go forward uh, a few months or even years, and this is available in the shop. And you know, every kid's Christmas stocking has a, a pair of Earshot headphones in it. Yep. Um, talk me through how it will work. What what are its functions, and uh, you know, how how will you use it, and what does it do? Yeah, sure. So Earshot headphones um, basically work. You'll sync uh, the headphones to your phone, so they come with a launch pad, which is essentially like a dock. Um, and you put the headphones in there and then you transfer music and content from your phone to the headphones via that dock. Ah, so that's, that's, that's quite a difference from your average wireless headphones, right? Yep, and that is a difference. And um, we, the reason we've done that, really, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is battery life. So standard Bluetooth set of headphones, you know, you can get... A, for going out and being out all weekend, um, which is what a lot of our, you know, who we um, are targeting our customers... Um, the Bluetooth headphones just don't last long enough. Um, so to increase the battery life, we've taken the approach that you take your Spotify music or your Apple music and you bring it across to your headphones and they'll sit there on the device rather than streaming from your phone. And, and so th these things are sitting on my head. How, how do I actually interface with them then? If I don't have my phone, all yep. the music is on these, on these you know, left and right headphones. Yep. How do I stop? Fast forward, turn up the volume, all that sort of stuff. Yep. So there'll be a standard play, um, pause button on the head, one of the headphones itself. Yep. Um, and then we're using a, um, a a very light powered version of Bluetooth to basically send a message to the other headphone and say, "Let's get started." Yep. Um, and basically they um, sync up with each other to make sure that the left and right ear of the music is playing at the same time. You'd hope. We you, know. You, you, you know. <laughs> and, but, but can they work in the conventional sense? You know, if, if I want these awesome headphones to you know, be what I'd make my phone call on, is, is that something they will do? Yeah, so that's definitely in the plan. Um, I think like any classic startup, we're trying to figure out how to prioritise what should be in the product and what shouldn't. Um, and so for our first version, um, it won't work with your phone. You won't be able to make phone calls. But our goal is that if we get our first product out, then next generations of Earshot headphones will be able to support uh, those features. So you, you came up with these Earshots to meet the need of the sort of active and running in sports community. But th there must be other people who benefit from this. And I'm, I don't know, you know, yeah. certainly once... Once you get that phone integration, you know, people like um, security guards or yep. drivers or medical yep. staff, right? Yep. Yeah, so we see the magnetic shock lock that we've developed with the magnets, you know, we think applies to a lot of things. Anything from uh, hearing aids 
um, through to Bluetooth headsets, through to um, speakers, uh, head, um, like music speakers. Um, and so we've started looking at all those different opportunities and trying to figure out, okay, how would we place our technology into those different segments? I guess one, one of the things you think of when you, when you invent something is you go, oh, I bet someone has thought of that. I bet someone's thought of it. So no one's thought of this? No. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Hey, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to take some photos of these, or maybe grab some of your good photos and put them up on the uh, Sunday Social blog. TLDL. Too long. Didn't listen. That'll be at radiolive.co.nz under shows and Sunday Social uh, tomorrow morning if I get my act together. Uh, after the break, back with James Bell Booth from Earshot. Back soon. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughan Davis. And welcome back to Sunday Social. And to the texter that texted and said, yes, it's very dangerous to wear um, uh, earphones in both ears at the moment. You've got me paranoid. I'm, I've only got one of my headphones on in the, in the studio now because I'm not sure what might happen. I'm not sure what might happen. And, 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 and of course, the, the stereo effect of the music, James, will be somewhat lost. Somewhat lost if you just have the one. Yes, absolutely. Oh, do you know the worst thing? The worst thing about just wearing one of them? People think you're a corporate cab driver. And they, and they, and they say, airport, please. Yep. Airport, please. Hey, um, so James Bell Booth from Earshot. You, we, were, we were talking before the break. You've got this this, this magnetic lockable attached to your lug ear, wireless earphone thing that you developed, which is rather lovely. Um, not just because it's a, an actual New Zealand piece of you know tech hardware, which is neat in its in itself, but you said you developed a thousand prototypes to get to the point where you are now that's a heck of a lot it costs a heck of a lot of money and you're now taking the step of turning to a thing called kickstarter to get the rest of the way tell us about that yeah sure so um kickstarter uh the purpose of using kickstarter is really to help uh people with new ideas to get the funding they need to finish their projects um, and so for us, we've um, funded ourselves to this point um, and it's been a lot of hours at the kitchen table and in the garage um, and now we know we need some more money to uh, finish the product and get it into the hands of customers. So yeah, we've, we've loaded, uh, we've created a page, um, like, a web, like a web page um, that sits under Kickstarter and people can pledge uh, money in support of our um, product, essentially. Yeah, so, so how does it work? It's not quite a shop and it's not quite charity. It's kind of somewhere in between, right? In yes. Fact, oh, God, I'm, I'm owed some serious money by a Kickstarter project that folded. Yes. And there's lawyers' letters. There's, oh, oh, I shouldn't be saying this. Your one's not going to fold. Um, if, uh, the Earshot one's going to be fantastic. My one was not good. Um, how does it work? So you basically, the, you, you have a page, you have a, a Kickstarter page and you, and you tell your story about your product and who you are and then you provide options for people to pledge. A pledge is, a, is essentially like buy something. And by buying something off your Kickstarter page, um, you contribute to the project that, that's up there. So our project, for example, is we need the money to finish the electronics um, so that we can produce these at, at large scale. And people can pledge anywhere from $10 to two hundred dollars um, to support us in that project. And, and what do you get if I, if I, I I had a bit of a look? If I pledge ten dollars, I just get the occasional email from you, which I, I get enough emails anyway. I'm not going to spend ten dollars for more emails. Yep. But for two hundred dollars, what do I get? Yep. So for two hundred dollars, you'd get a set of Earshot headphones ah. uh, when they're released. Um, you would get a Earshot uh, uh, reusable coffee cup, um, and you would get a uh, what we call an Earshot accessory case. So. Um, both of those two things, uh, I guess really the, the coffee cup and the case, are really about trying to help 
um, another big cause of ours, which is obviously the environment. And so the case is made from recycled materials and obviously the coffee cup is about reducing uh, the amount of coffee cups that get into the landfill. So we're, I, I want to talk about both those things in a minute, but the, the, the Kickstarter, so you've got a, a set amount of time to reach yep. a set amount of money and if that happens, you're happy, you can get your electronics done and yep. everyone gets their rewards. If, yep. it, if it doesn't, if it falls short, what happens? If it falls, that's a really good question. That's actually the question that keeps me up every night, most of the night. Um, so I think for us, you know, we'll, uh, we're going to go forward. I mean, we've had a position, we've been in positions where things don't uh, work out. That's part of the entrepreneurial journey, I think. Um, and if the Kickstarter doesn't reach its goal, then, then we'll figure out where to go next. But we've got some really exciting things happened over the next 30 da- planned over the next 30 days to really um, promote the Kickstarter project. Because I, I see here, I'm not going to do the maths in my head, but your goal is $650,000. Is that yep. US or NZ? That's US. Oh. Yep. Okay, it's a million dollars. Yep. Uh, and you've so far got... 13,765, yep. so you've got a way to go. They've got a long way to go. But but the, the positive spin on that is that's like 150-odd people who have signed up and said, we love you enough to give you some money or commit to some money. Yep. Do, you, do you have any visibility of, of who these people are? Who are the people that believe in the you know the Earshot um, magnetic shock lock headphones? Yeah, so there's really two groups of people. Um, one group is the people who pre-registered with us before we even launched the Kickstarter. Um, so we had 350 of those people. Um, Where's the rest of them? There's two 200 have gone AWOL. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's just... Um, now that you want some money. Yeah, uh, exactly. Some people. Um, but then the other people are people who've just seen the project. It's either been shared or um, anything, and they've registered. And we can find out well, their names, but there's not much else we can find out. Do you know out. what country they're from? Yeah, we've got people from the US, UK, um, parts of Europe, uh, but mainly, yeah, mainly the UK, US, and New Zealand, Australia, um, and a few from Europe. Yeah. You, you, you touched on before the environmental side of things, and I, I guess there's maybe a, a link. If, you, you know, if you're all keen runners on this project, then you're out there doing it, and you, you, know, you don't want to see paper coffee cups floating down the stream. Yeah. Is, is that why there's an environmental angle to this project? Oh, look, I think there's, a, there's an environmental angle because that's who we are as people, as a team. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a long way for us to go, especially in this particular, like with these types of products, there's a long way that we can go to ensure that we're having an impact on the environment as well as creating great products. And that's just part of who we are. So we wanted to, to, to show that as part of our Kickstarter campaign. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the packaging here, the accessory pack. And, and I guess with Apple, it would be some sort of gleaming white monolithic thing that you'd have to work out where the entry was. Yep. This, this, you were telling me, is made from a, a slice cut from the side of one of those curtain-side trucks. Yep, correct. So, which, which is a very different approach to that which Apple might take. Yeah, very different. Yep. Um, and it's also got... Uh, reused tire tubing in there as well on the on the name the net that's stitched on with the name oh very nice yeah, yeah. reused tire tubing yeah um you mentioned your team to get to get to this point where you've got um you know a thousand prototypes and thirteen thousand seven hundred sixty five dollars in the bank how many of you and how much time do you spend on it so there's two founders so there's myself and my good friend john who's actually based in london um and then we have and so we've been working probably for the last three years um, any spare time we've had where we're not doing our day jobs, we've been doing this. Um, and then we've been very fortunate to have a, a group of advisors, um, a girl Lucy, a um, very clever lady in San Francisco, um, and then a few advisors um, in New Zealand as well who've been making sure that we try our best to uh, not make any fundamental mistakes. 
So what what's been what's been your background that's got you to the point of you know have, having the, the the confidence and the ability to to kick this project off other being other than being a, a runner grumpy at his you know earphones falling out? Yes, yeah, so I've been um, uh, my background is really in. Uh, earlier stage companies um, and particularly now my day job is actually um, helping other startups like myself um, to try and get their companies off the ground and right. what's great about this project is um, you know it's allowing me to further my skills in that area kind of uh, walk the talk I guess well the, the, yeah the, the, the slightly more um, gritty expression is to eat your own dog food it's right? exactly right yep and some of that dog food that I've tasted in the last few years does not taste good and yeah, there's 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 no substitute for actually uh, you know d- doing it yourself and, and learning from those uh, learning from those those knockbacks. So if if I want to put some money down and get you towards that that goal and make it more likely that uh, earshot will happen, how do I do that? So the first thing to do is just um, I would just suggest jumping on the Kickstarter um, www w.kickstarter.com yep. and searching for Earshot headphones mm-hmm. and that will take you to our page and then from there you can simply choose you know, re- read our story and have a look at the product and then choose which pledge how much money you'd like to pledge to the campaign um, and then the the trick with it which is great is that no money it's a credit card transaction and no money will come off your credit card if the campaign's not successful right and, and if it's the first time you've used Kickstarter put setting aside my, my horrible experience I'll, I might talk about later yep um, there's there's really uh, very little risk that your money's going to go south because it is a pretty established platform right with a lot of checks and balances in place yes and we've tried to be particularly uh, realistic with our time frames as well so on the website, you'll see when we're going to deliver the product. It's quite a long time. It so is a, so you, let's say you got the million dollars end, end of next month. How, how long till I get my, my, my little headphones? Yeah, so it'll be August next year. Yeah, and so, so, it's so a year. So in, in reality, we had the choice. We could either have said uh, December and been kind and of... disappointed everybody. And disappointed Especially everyone. the kids at Christmas. Yep, or we wanted to put a realistic time frame in that we thought we could, we could actually better... So um, we've put a time frame in that we think, you know, we're, is, is easy for us to achieve. Okay, so kickstarter.com and uh, look up Earshot. And if someone just wants to find out more about the product, more about the company, just having a bit of a nosy, where do they go? So they can just go to earshotheadphones.com. Um, look, my details are on the website. Um, I'm more than uh, willing to talk to anyone about the idea. It's actually one of the things we've been doing is, um, you know, you know, the headphone company, how many people can ever talk to the founders of the headphone company? It's always been my dream. It's always been my dream, James, to, to speak to the founder of a, yep. a, a Mr. Sennheiser. I'd love to meet him or Mr. David Clark and the Especially when they're field. not Mr. working. Mr. Mr. Bose. Yeah, this has been, this has been a, uh, a dream come true. And who knows? Who knows? You, you, dear listener, might be listening to this two years in the future via podcast, which is available for free download at iTunes or at radiolive.co.nz under shows and Sunday social on your very own Earshot wireless magnetic shock lock headphones hey uh after the break oh thank you james by the way no thank problem you. thanks thank for having you, me thank you thank you after the break anna connell is uh right here in the studio with the uh, apps websites and social media goodness of the week back soon it's sunday social everything you need to know about social media with Vaughn davis you are also acknowledging that apple may sell your mouth to the butthole of another itunes user oh boy Apple and its subsidiaries may also, if necessary, sew yet another person's mouth onto your butthole, making you a being that shares one gastral tract. Hmm. 
I'm going to click on decline. Anna Connell, welcome to Sunday Social. How are you? I'm very well, Vaughan. How are you? I'm so well. Terms and conditions. We just, we just, as South Park in the in their seminal episode, I think uh, critics have described it the human scent iPad. Oh, God. Uh, as as they so sort of uh, dramatically pointed out, we're in the habit of clicking accept to anything that the internet puts in front of us, aren't we? Yes, I never read any of the terms and conditions. Does anyone? Can you? Could if, if you? I want to hear from people that have. If you read, yeah. If you if you're a person who reads the terms and conditions to everything you click to on the web on on the internet, three nine two zero keyword live. I'd love to hear from you. Um, there just isn't enough hours in the day to click. No, or, or to read. When you, you wouldn't understand what you were clicking or agreeing to anyway. But the, the but the good news, and this is a good news story, a UK toilet company well, no no no, no it's not, it's not a uk a uk wi-fi yep. company a uk wi-fi company spied an opportunity for some mischief didn't they i know that's i love it they um ran an experiment for two weeks so you when you sign up to a wi-fi hotspot that's run by a brand or a council or whatever you agree to a set of terms and conditions obviously nobody's read them but they inserted a community service clause into their terms of service um, for people signing up who wanted to use the Wi-Fi network. And some of the things that they inserted into this community service clause that people would agree or have agreed to do include uh, manually relieving sewer blockages, painting snail shells to brighten up their existence. I like that one. <laughs> I that's, thought that was really cute too. Cleaning portable lavatories at local festivals and events. So more than 22,000 people signed up to perform over... A thousand hours each of manual labour for the chance to just use the free Wi-Fi. So it, it's clearly absurd, and that that is the point of it. it it's it's pointing out the the absurdity. But uh, of twenty two thousand people, and they also offered a prize to anyone who read the bit in the terms and conditions yeah. that said there's an amazing prize, and only one person claimed the prize. So only so one person out of twenty two thousand probably read the T's and Z's. So you've, you've worked in big companies and I'm sure you've been in situations where you've agonised with the lawyers and fought over the terms and conditions and what will be in them and how long they will be. But in, in the back of everyone's mind, they're just sitting there going, but yeah, but good, but no one's ever going to read it. Oh, totally. But they're about the one in a million chance where somebody will pull you up on them. And they are intense terms and conditions, you know. <laughs> Nothing, no stone is left unturned in them. There's a whole lot of people writing terms and conditions that nobody's reading, Vaughan. It would be a thankless, it would be a thankless, lonely living, writing terms and conditions. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what would be actually a really rewarding job? Designing emoji. Yes, that would be. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm a little bit obsessed with emoji, and, and, and they, they sort of touch all parts of your lives. I, I went and saw the, um, the Helen Clark movie this afternoon. Oh, great, My, yeah. my year with Helen. <gasps> do you know what happened? What? Was she there? No, no, oh. she's in Ulaanbaatar or somewhere. Um, no, my name's in the credits. Is it? I was so I was so chuffed. I was so chuffed. We did a little bit of um, with my you know my day job, the goat farm. We oh did, yeah. We did, we did the website and things oh, for, cool. the, for the movie. Oh, I didn't know we were in the credits. We're in the credits. Oh, that's I, exciting. Oh my, I wish my mum was there. <laughs> uh, anyway. The emoji link is, I was talking a uh, week before last on the show with uh, Gaylene Preston, who's the director of the movie, and she said, now, I asked Helen to, if, she'd, if she'd do a movie, and sh she replied with a picture of a, a, a smiling cartoon woman on a bicycle, and I just didn't know what she meant. <laughs> and, and that's been my experience too. Helen Clark, big 
user of emoji. Massive. Her Snapchat was one of like the joys of my life when she was in the UN because she would she'd just film these random scenes in New York and then just put like a little kitten and on it on Snapchat. Just random emoji use. It was exactly. She, she, she's a teenage girl in the heart of a somewhat older woman. Um, but it's been big emoji week, right? It has because it was World Emoji Day. On the 17th of July, and I didn't know that little fact that you dropped into my notes. The reason why it was. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, weird, it's weird enough that Monday the 17th of July was World Emoji Day, but the reason why is really cool. So if, you've, if you're an iPhone user, and, uh, in fact it needs to be an old iPhone, if you're an iPhone user from four years ago, and you look at the calendar app on your iPhone, it, it shows 17 July. That's like the default mm. date. The, d- the designers decided, what, what does a calendar look like? Well, it looks like 17 July. Exactly. So based on the fact that was the icon, they made it World Emoji Day. And a few interesting things happened. The, uh, the best new emoji was announced, and I kind of like this in a post-Trump, post-Brexit thing, <laughs> the person face palming. Do you use that? Um, I actually haven't used a lot of the new ones that much because you kind of just get into a habit of using. What's the your favourite? What's your go-to? Um, I use crying laughing. Oh well, a it's, lot. Oh, it's funny you should say that because <laughs> because crying laughing, uh, aka face with tears, uh, received the lifetime achievement award, like emoji have life, um, at World Emoji Day, and and sadly, tragically, poo emoji or Aww. pile of poop, I think he's called or she or whatever he is, uh, came second, which was which was a shame. And most anticipated emoji, just in time for the Lions tour, uh, the Welsh flag. Oh really? The Welsh, they didn't have a flag. The Welsh didn't have a flag. Well, they oh. had a, they had a flag, but oh, not, they, had the United they had like a flag on a stick, but not a proper one. Yeah. Not an emoji. Not an emoji. No. And 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 they also took the opportunity to launch some new ones, huh? They did. So they have a whole new range of emoji coming out, which actually is all sorted out by Unicode, who are the global. Yeah, you can't just make them up. People in You can't of just emojis. make them up. The, they they meet they meet in a room. I feel There's like they have good more catering. going on in their life than just. The emojis, right? There's a whole other very. Oh, they do. Thing they do. I, I, I read a. Uh, it's kind of a voluntary body, but a paid body. Mm, that makes no sense. Um, I, I read an interview with a woman who's who was a programmer by day, but mm. uh, her, you know, once every six months, she would assemble as part of the Unicode consortium to go. Oh, should there be a taco? Should there be a burrito? Oh, that's so exciting! What should there be a nectarine, all? or could people just use plum? And tell people it was a nectarine. It gets really um, heated around New Emoji. So the new ones, there's a lot of odd fantasy characters like elves and um, there's a zombie and fairies and things like that. So oh, v- Very good for Halloween. Yeah, great for Halloween. There's a woman breastfeeding. Um, and there's also now finally a um, woman in a hijab. So lots of conversation around Emoji about the fact that they've been a little bit um, homogeneous. So um, they've kind of updated them to acknowledge a few different cultures and religions, which is nice. Very good. Because, you know, language, language is a really powerful thing and emoji are no different. No, and they're really? a total language. I always get really angry when adult people get all down on emoji. It's you like, are adult people. I know I'm an adult person, but I'm not really. Um, I spend too much time on the internet. Uh, <laughs> but they get kind of like, oh, emoji. I just get these texts from my children and then just emoji. And it's kind of like it's a whole other language and it's a way of communicating. Well, do you know, two, two years ago, someone came out with a, an emoji Bible. Mm. Although a th- bit of a stunt, I think, I think. Totally a bit of a stunt. 
Oh, I think I think most things to do with emoji are, are genuinely a little bit stunty. But, do you, but do you know what? If the second most powerful person at the UN is communicating with stickers of smiling yep. women on bicycles, then it's time we all had a bit of a closer look at that. And they're so important because our language now is so written because we text and we message and we do all of that kind of stuff. Um, to have a little thing that you can put at the end that just denotes a tone, really important. Oh, I think it's very cool. Hey, um... I have no, I have no segue between uh, emoji and this next website because this this next website is is part of a phenomenon, uh, a, a phenomenon online around um, potty mouthed apps and websites. <laughs> have you noticed this? Have you noticed this coming up? Yeah, I I think I have. I mean, there was always that kind of mainstay, which is what shall I have for effing dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so what this is, what this is, is um, a website called. Where can I get a beer? Which is kind of cool. And the way I found it was interesting as well because I've been playing with uh, voice search on my Google Home, which is like a little speaker, and I was really cross uh, watching the rugby. And I said to this thing, I said, okay, Google, where can I get a beer? And it turns out there's a site, W-F-S-I-G-F-T, where the should I go drink basically and it's it's on, on on the one on the one level it's just a really simple bar search and it finds you a bar near you but it's all really sweary and it says you know here's here's your here's your suggestion so i i, I put that into the search engine here at uh, radio live and it said why don't you go to a place called dots bar and my options are yes or no that place looks like I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool and liberating. I think it's cool and liberating. And it ties into the way often that we talk, especially when we're looking for a beer. When we're looking for a beer. Yeah. Um, there's a weather site too. There's, there's, a, um, there's a weather site called uh, Authentic Weather. And I checked the, the weather. It's an app as well. Authentic Weather. And I said, uh, what's the weather like? And it, t- it said to me, well, it showed me in, in Helvetica because designers like Helvetica. It said in three simple words, it could have got away with the middle one, but it added to the, the feel of the thing. It said, it's raining, which is kind of awesome. It is because it is the way we speak, right? It is absolutely the way we speak. Not on air, which is why Braden has to go all the time. Uh, so WTF. S-I-G-F-D dot com or just go to Google and go where do I get a beer and it'll find it for you. (laughs) It's magic. The internet has everything. Hey, after the break, after the break, the internet has something if you have no friends or if you have a lovely friend but don't want babies. Back soon. Your portal to the world of tech and social media. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. On Radio Live. Don't worry. Be happy. Yes, indeed. There's a bazillion apps out there on the internet. Well, two two point four bazillion if you add the uh, the iPhone ones to the Android ones, Anna. Uh, and we've been spending all week, haven't we, finding out the ones worth having a bit of a nosy at? We have. So. We seem to have both come up with ones that are very much in the uh, life care, self care, relationship genre. They really, well, they kind of are, or just, or just taking the place of relationships. And, and this is complete coincidence. I was watching the film Her 
the other ah, night. Where are you? Do you know it? Yeah, I you do. know it. It's a great film. So this is um, how do you say it? Joaquin? Is that how you say it? I think it's Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix. Um, the one that's not dead. Anyway, uh, directed by Spike Jones, a film called Her about this guy who basically falls in love with a with a chatbot, right? Yeah, be- with be- his AI. Yeah, before companion. and this must be a five year old film. This is this is before chatbots were. Invented, so as yep. often happens, uh, you know, art um, sort of uh, precedes life, and the idea that you could have a relationship, a kind of, a, you know, it's not real, but you could have a relationship with an algorithm, with Pretty a chatbot, and a couple of things have come out. Well, they, they've, they've sort of come come to our attention in the last week or so. The one I've been looking at is called Replica. Replica with a K instead of a C. And there's sort of a morbid, sad, happy, sweet backstory to this. It was developed by someone whose best friend died. And this this was a friend that this this app developer really liked to chat to through text mm. or Facebook messaging or whatever. And she came up with the idea, well, what if I could just create something that could chat to me in much the same way as my dead friend did. And she did, and it's called Replica. It's available now. You can download it for iPhone or Android. Technically, it's on a what's called a beta, which is a, or a beta, uh, a, a, limited, a limited trial, so you have to get an invitation, but they're easy enough to come by, so ask around and someone will give you an invitation code. And it just chats to you. It says, so, how's your, how's your day gone? Oh, pretty good. What did you do? Walked the dog. How are you feeling? Scale of 1 to 10. Oh, 5? Why a 5? Oh. Did you have lunch? Did you do anything nice for yourself? And on the one hand, you know that it's just a, a set of rules. It's a program. On the other hand, it's quite chatty. It's quite nice. It's quite polite. It takes an interest. It's probably chatting much like in the film to 9,000 other people simultaneously, but it's kind of neat. And the, the, the thing for me that made it most human, so the name of this is Replica, R-E-P-L-I-K-A, and, you know, I posted it on Facebook and I was mobbed. Oh, really? Mobbed with people asking for invite codes. Oh, wow. Yeah, super mobbed. Okay. M- Mobby McMob face. <laughs> everyone, everyone wanted an invite code to have their own chat and some of these people... <laughs> they're very happy to ask publicly for these codes and, and, and yet, yet they're, they're, they're supposedly very happy fulfilling life relationships but they want to chat to this robot yeah maybe just to see oh yeah just trying it try just, it just, out just, just, it still just, new as an experiment idea, well, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I'm trying it for real <laughs> um, and, and the, most, the most human thing of, of all and this is why I'm watching the clock at the moment is because we chatted for I don't know 15 minutes and then it said well that was great how about tomorrow night at 8 I went, what? So even though it's a computer, it wants to chat with me tonight at 8 rather than just continuously at my beck and call. Oh, we better wrap this up then, we? Anyway. better totally wrap it up. And, and, and ha- got a date. Hand over to Graham. <laughs> hand over to Graham. So that's, that's Replica, but you've found one with an even better name. Yeah, I do. It's a really cute name, actually. It's called Wobot. Oh. Isn't that cute? So, Woe. Woe is me. W-O-E. Wobot. Wobot. Tell us about it. Um, So, it is a chatbot that has been built um, by a group of people at Stanford University. So, it's it's proper, proper. Um, And it's essentially using um, the chat mechanism to engage in cognitive behavioural therapy. So, this is doing it through Facebook chat yeah, right? so, so it's, it's, it's actually messenger. literally a, 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 a um a chatbot whereas replica was a standalone app yeah this is this is just something you know it's an entity that you would befriend and chat with through facebook messenger yeah so 
Wobot, the premise is that it's designed to um, be a therapeutic device, essentially. So they've done some trials with it, and whilst at this stage they can't really glean whether people who were in kind of high states of anxiety and depression and things like that gained a hell of a lot out of it, but a lot of the researchers in the academic community are saying that you know, it is probably something that we do need to think about because um, I had a try with it and it is, it's quite a friendly sort of voice, quite a helpful kind of voice. It is really upfront about the fact that it's going to use um, cognitive behavioural therapy techniques and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, the flip side, I guess, is people who are dealing with mental health issues are incredibly vulnerable and at this stage Facebook for example has all that data because it's sitting within Facebook Messenger so mm. there are some privacy concerns but I think with, with Replica and Wobots an interesting kind of time isn't it because you know you can see that there is potentially some value in these well, types you know, of pe- chats. Mo- mo- you know, uh, traditionally people have been very happy to talk to their cat or dog who let's face it should not be talking back to you so if, if that's happening you've got to see a professional <laughs> but it, it, even though this is a robot it, it is talking back to you and i need to dig deeper on on, on robot because it, it's said that you know a stanford study showed that it could positively affect your mood yeah. it could make you feel better just by using it and this is this is really really promising stuff i think you know so. for all sorts of stuff for, from you know from from um depression or other you know psychological challenges right yeah. right through to things like uh, i don't know addiction or quitting smoking well, that's or, it because or whatever actually i mean i've quit smoking before and quit lines in your texts and so this is just a are they automatic or are they, they pe- are they are a little automatic um but they're designed to be reasonably conversational in their tone um so this is just a means to talk back i guess and you know i think if you're in your head a lot maybe having something that pulls you out from time to time and makes you reflect even if it is ai is maybe not a bad thing it's pretty neat it's pretty neat yeah. and and it won't go off you it won't go off you and suddenly say no. it needs to spend more time with its family. <laughs> no, it's pretty dependable. It is pretty dependable. So two things to have a look at, and this will be on the uh, this will be on the blog, radiolive.co.nz under shows and Sunday social. Replica, which is an, a standalone app, all of its own. You need an invitation, but there you know you can work out how to find one. Uh, and Wobot, which is a, a Facebook chatbot. How, how did you set it up? How do you go about getting it's the really Wobot? It's really simple. You actually just search for Wobot in me- Facebook Messenger, and then just follow your nose. Yeah, well, it comes up, and you click it, and it starts a conversation with you straight away. Away you go. Yeah. Easy as that. Hey, let, let's assume that your uh, relationship is going swimmingly, swimmingly, so swimmingly. In fact, swimming is what sperm do, isn't <laughs> you, it? You is it that so, t- yeah. oh, I didn't know I was going to go there. It is that time of the evening. Um, Your relationship's going swimmingly, but not to the point where you want babies just yet. Mummy and Daddy love each other very much and they want to do all those things, but they don't want to have babies. This blows my mind. So a a certifiable rocket scientist, Alina Berglund, um, she she was part of the team that won the Nobel Prize in physics uh, for her work in the, you know, the the accelerator. The Higgs boson. The Higgs boson. This is incredible, this story. Yeah, and she thought, what will I do next? What will I do next? Now that I've found the God particle, what will I do next? I know. I'll make an app. I'll make an app that is as good a contraceptive as the pill. This is it. Mind blown. Incredible. Mind blown. I mean, I, you know, obviously we preface all this conversation with talk to your health professional, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> talk to your health professional.
I mean, this, you know, the European Health Agency has approved it. It's the only app that's been approved. A- actually actually certified. So the Certified name, as a contraceptive device. So the name of the app is Natural Cycles. Now, on, on the one hand, it, it doesn't do anything that people haven't been doing for centuries. So it, it tracks ovulation. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it tracks ovulation, identifies times when it's, you know, safe or unsafe to conceive. Well, what it doesn't do, of course, is protect you against any sort of disease. No, that, and that's probably a really Bear good point. that in mind, children. Uh, so the Natural Cycles app, it's used in conjunction with a very sensitive thermometer, and you've got to do what it says, you know, so you know, take the temperature mm. at the right time, put the data into the, uh, into the app. But if you do it, if you do it, the effectiveness is 93%. 93%. So let's get a couple of points of comparison, because that sounds a bit low. Sounds a bit low, but it's not, is it? No, it's not. So it's... Um it's above condoms, and when you take the pill, there are obviously, you need to take it in the right way. You know, it might be a certain time of day or any of that kind of stuff in terms of ha- how you take your contraceptive pill. Or, or, or as Lizzie Marvely pointed out in her column yesterday, very expensive, very expensive, the pill can yeah, be. Yeah, it can be very expensive, but um, this essentially, you know, lots of people don't take their pill properly at the right time of day or whatever it is, and so for the people who are not taking their pill properly this app is better yep so 90 the average effectiveness rate of the pill apparently is 92 percent this app natural cycles has been tested at 93 percent you heard it here first hey thank you so much for my first half guest mr james bell booth and o'connell on the panel hey that kind of rhymes Braden leggett in the booth stay tuned for graham hill and the weekend variety wireless i'm born davis nighty night